we forecast prices and fundamentals. Whether you're a trader, producer, or consumer, you can hedge your bets with Montel's diverse forecasting portfolio. Contact us at salesatmontelnews.com for more info and a free trial. Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing you energy matters in an informal setting or very much in a virtual setting at the moment. Today's pod is all about wires, the high voltage transmission grid and the issues facing the operators of such cables in today's energy system in Europe. My name is Richard Sverison and joining me is Pascal Fonk, NSOE Vice Chair of the Board and Chief Officer External Relations at Elia. A warm welcome to you, Pascal. Good morning, everybody. I am happy to join you for this podcast. We're very happy to have you on board, Pascal. I want to start off by asking, how, how is it uh, going for you in, in Belgium there with the, the COVID-19 situation and, and maybe for you personally, Pascal? How are you coping? I am doing fine. Thank you. And I hope that all of you are also doing fine. And what about the, the activity in Belgium, the activity of the TSO? I think it has been going on. Of course, we have taken measures in order to accommodate, let's say, the guidance given by our government, taking care of business continuity of the TSO. And this is also what other TSOs are doing in, in Europe right now. Absolutely. I mean, if we could go into the specifics here, we've seen some quite dramatic falls in, in electricity demand across Europe, really. You know, the biggest falls were in southern Europe, but certainly northern Europe experienced them as well. What was the reaction of the TSOs? I mean, it's astounding, really, that the, the light stayed on, really. Or is it surprising? At European level, TSOs have been very committed to ensure system security. And uh, so the main focus was really to ensure business continuity in order to make sure that the system remains secure in these difficult circumstances. So what we have seen is really a strong dedication of all TSOs in order to keep this uh, running and to, uh, to keep the system secure. And indeed, as you have said, we have observed quite a significant decrease in electricity consumption, but everything went well, thanks to the role of the TSOs and other market participants as well. We see that now demand is increasing in a progressive way when lockdown measures are being lifted and we see that also generation availability is for the moment stable. So what we can observe is that today in all countries the electricity market is functioning normally but of course the situation is new and so there is still some uncertainty on how it will evolve and so we remain, let's say, vigilant to what is happening in the power system right now. Absolutely. Could you tell us a little bit more about the strains on the system? What did the TSOs have to do? I mean, was it was it people working around the clock to ensure the balance of supply and demand here? I mean, give us some insight into the, the workings of, of the TSOs to keep the lights on in such a very strange situation or very new situation. Yeah, of course, one important task is to keep the balance of the system. And this must happen 24 hours per day, seven days a week. 
And so we must have the teams available in the control centers in order to manage the balance of the system, but also to manage the flows in the electricity grid. So one point of attention was to keep the teams able to work in these difficult circumstances. And so TSOs took special measures in order to make sure that the pandemic would not have a big impact on this activity but also other works, maintenance works of uh, the electricity grid, and also new investments had to be realized. And so TSOs have prepared plans in order not to delay too much what is happening on this activity, not to put at risk further developments in the electricity market. But there has been some delay then to some key new infrastructure or... Well, what we see today is that, let's say, the operational activities have been done quite in a normal way. For what concerns new grid development projects, this is about the future. We expect some delay into 2021 and future years, but this has been minimized by the TSOs, taking into account the measures taken in different countries to fight against the pandemic. What concerns ENSOE, what we have done at the level of ENSOE is share experience and align TSOs in order to also to minimize the impact on the EU power system. And so that was the specific task of ENSOE to gather experience from different TSOs so that we could, uh, let's say, exchange best practices and so on, and also build an overview of what was going on in Europe. And for sure, this experience will be taken up by ministries, TSOs and agencies when we will develop regional scenarios for risk preparedness situations in the future. Absolutely. But was this done more on a, on a regional level or was it more pan-European, this preparedness and these centres of coordination? Both. It has mm. been done at the level of regions, but also at the level of NSOE for what concerns the pan-EU dimension. Could you tell us a little bit more about what happens in the post-COVID-19 when we're out of this situation once you know we get back to some level of normality anyway it's hard to see it now but i'm sure there is a light at the end of the tunnel what the tso is doing you mentioned some of the the regional centers and the coordination centers that, that will work that we'll see TSOs working together. Could you tell us anything more about the post-COVID-19 situation? TSOs were already working on the implementation of EU energy policies and preparing themselves to the implementation of the Green Deal. And we believe that this is more than ever important to work on, on this subject. So we are really ready to support the EU green recovery, along with the ideas taken in the Green Deal proposed by the Commission. What we will do concretely is, for instance, we will release a new strategy on research, development and innovation, and we will bring some innovation topics that TSOs would like to further elaborate on. This includes the smart sector integration, but also the development of solutions to deal with more volatility in the EU system, the long distance transport of electricity, 
and also the integration of large offshore wind generation. So these are topics where we want to work on in order to facilitate the, the recovery after the crisis. And I think, you know, it, it's clear that the coming years will see an increased expansion of renewables and with it, as you mentioned, brings much more volatility. What's the role of digitalization here and, and how, how far have the TSO has taken that on board? So we believe that digitalization will indeed have a very important role. So on one hand, we have, we have the physical layer, the let's say the transmission grid, huh, which we are building and maintaining but also we need to operate this system. And for this, digitalization is really important to complement what we need to do. We need to, let's say, link the different parts of the systems. And so we want to develop a system of interconnected systems that will integrate different sectors, but also different geographies and functional roles. So as example of digital projects that we have on our table, we invest in some digitalization projects such as the common grid model, which is one grid model which will be used by all TSOs in Europe in order to link the market operations. And it will be the basis in order to develop other digital tools in order to coordinate system operations. So this is one example of very concrete digital tool that will be used by TSOs. But we also see the development of market platforms, for example, for intraday markets or for balancing markets. And also we are developing over time what we call the transparency platform, which is a digital tool in order to provide a lot of information on the power system to several market participants so that market participants have all the same view on what is happening on the power system. Can you tell us a little bit more about that product? Would that be often on the NSOE side? And is it is it then real-time what's happening in, in the system across Europe? Or? The transparency platform is already uh, available. Eh? It can be used. And it collects information on all timeframes, from the long-term timeframes until uh, closer, let's say, to real time. For what concerns the, the common grid model, is it, the idea is, of course, that all TSOs have the same basis of information in order to conduct the analysis and to be prepared to operate the system. Yeah, I know the, the NSOE, uh, the, the transparency platform is, is very impressive. The amount of data there is, is quite phenomenal. But uh, I'd like to move the topic of discussion a bit, a bit broader, maybe now, uh, Pascal. European agencies and policymakers have set uh, 70% target for cross-border trading of electricity in Europe. What's the NCOE view of this? Is this is this an arbitrary figure or is it is it realistic? Is it set too high, too low? What are your views here? Well, this provision has been foreseen in the in the clean energy package, so I think we have to make the best usage of it. Huh? And so TSOs are aware that there are requests from market participants in order to get commercial transmission capacity that would be as high as possible. Of course, our concern is to be able to do that while ensuring system security. And this is where the issue is becoming quite complex. But 
TSOs are working on the implementation of this uh, provision right at this point in time. So we are preparing the tools and the data in order to be able to comply with this new regulation. You know that at some places, some derogations and action plans have been established. And so this has been part of the work of the TSOs indeed at the start of the implementation of the package. So TSOs are working on this. On their side, regulators and ACER are working on, let's say, the monitoring of these measures and make sure that compliance is enforced on these provisions. So I would say that the work is really on track with action of the TSOs in order to make it work and to find the right balance between what the request to get high capacities and at the same time the maintenance of system security which is important of course for the functioning of the EU power system. Again I think it's quite very impressive that despite this extraordinary situation that we found ourselves in three months that you know the lights stayed on across Europe and I think that's a testament to the work done by you guys but uh, is that 70% target challenging for TSOs? Of course it is challenging because we need to reconcile uh, both objectives. Huh? It is a challenging target. That is why some derogations and action plans have been activated in order to make it realistic to be achieved in a given timeline. And uh, this is still a really a big part of the ongoing work in order to make it happen. And another issue here is bidding zones. There's a bidding zone review. There's there's talk of, you know, making um, larger, smaller. What's your view here? I mean, what's, you know, I think there's a lot of talk of whether you should pull liquidity in markets or whether, you know, you should ease congestion and ease bottlenecks. What's the view from ENSOE here? Well, ENSOE is mainly focused on the technical dimension of this issue. Huh? So this is to say we need to have a, a clear view on where the congestions are in the grid and see if any different configuration of bidding zones might help to solve the issue and to go to a better functioning of the market. But the specific role that NSOE has in this respect is the establishment of a methodology in order to conduct what is called a bidding zone review. And our experience shows that it is quite difficult to establish a methodology that would work exactly in the same way in all regions of Europe. And so we believe that there is, let's say, added value in having a methodology established at EU level, but at the same time, we should try to keep flexibility in order to take into account regional specificities and local specificities. And we are really convinced of that point. And so we have proposed a methodology and it is not always easy to find the right balance between this point of view that we defend and on the other side, uh, the expectations of ACER regarding the details to be included in the methodology. So we are trying to find the right balance between these two, let's say, different expectations. 
we believe that the methodology that we have proposed is the right balance between the two. It is now being considered by national regulators. And so on the basis of this methodology, TSOs will have to conduct a bidding zone, let's say, review or study at regional level. What we intend to do at European level is to continue our cooperation on this subject in order to create a common final report and ensure that there is consistency between different studies done at regional level. So this is where we are in, in the work on, uh, on bidding zone review. Could you give us an insight as, into how these meetings are conducted, Pascal? I'm kind of interested, is there is there often very heated debates between you know the regulators, the national regulators, the trading body and the TSOs, or is everyone friends and is it conducted in a friendly, constructive manner? Everybody has, let's say, quite strong points of view, I would say, on, on this subject. And we cannot ignore that the question of the bidding zone configurations has some dimension, which is a political one. And this is where TSOs are saying, we are not here in order to tackle these political issues. We want to focus on the technical dimension of the issue. But of course, we know that there are concerns on the way these bidding zones might be shaped in the future. You mentioned the Green Deal, Pascal. Is there anything here in the details that you very much welcome, but also on the other side you're a little bit concerned about? Well, I think that in general, NSOE and TSOs welcome the ideas under the Green Deal. We think that TSOs have an important role in making this happening. And so we are really committed to develop our infrastructures, but also develop the tools in order to make the market work and to go in this direction. And we are willing to really take our role and to make everything that we can do in order to make this happen. But of course, we know that the objectives written in the Green Deal are quite ambitious. And so one important point will be to have the support of all involved stakeholders in order to make it happen, including political authorities at national level. And when we have a look at what is expected from the TSOs, of course, the development of the infrastructure is a very important point in order to make it happen. What we see today is that there are some, let's say, difficult points to be tackled for the development of these infrastructure, one of them being the public acceptance of these infrastructure. And this is where we think that it will be a big challenge to overcome this. And so we need really the support of all authorities and all stakeholders in order to make it happen in due time. Construction of these infrastructure is not really the concern, but getting the permits, getting these infrastructure accepted at the level of the public is really a challenge. Just a, a final question, Pascal. In the years to come, most of a lot of the new, but probably the majority, will be decentralized, distributed energy, will be renewable. What challenges does that pose for? the TSOs and in terms of TSO and DSO cooperation? Well, I think that the main challenge that we can cite is 
the need for visibility on what is happening at all levels in the power system. So, for example, so there is, of course, more and more decentralization in the power system. So decentralized generation is becoming more and more important. It is important, especially when we think about the task of TSO to keep the balance between generation and, and consumption. It is important to get visibility on that. But of course, DSOs do not have today a direct link with, let's say, consumers connected to lower voltage levels. And this is where the cooperation between TSOs and DSOs is really important in order to make it happen and to get this visibility on what is happening. It is important to keep in mind that the task of keeping the balance between production and consumption in one control area is not split at local level. It needs to have a complete view on what is happening in, in this control area. Pascal, thank you very much for joining the Montel Weekly Podcast this week. Thank you. Listeners, please remember to keep up to date with all our stories on Montel News. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you and goodbye.